Welcome to the show. This is TJ. Hi, it's Michael. Michael, are you a power bottom? I like to be tied up. I like to be handcuffed. <laughs> You're an idiot. Let's go to a commercial, Michael. They're not commercials. <laughs> Michael. Welcome to Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. I just don't like her. Your hosts, CJ and Michael Burlow. Wait, why can't I say that? It's a lot bigger in person. Stop it. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Screaming. By searching the Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. You really don't understand. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> And now, here are your hosts, CJ and Michael. And welcome back to our channel. Hey, Why are we yelling? I, I don't know. I just, I was excited. You rudely interrupted me. You're welcome. You always start every episode, so I thought I'd interrupt you and let me start this one. Yeah, because the talent starts. Okay. Let me know when they get here. Huh, they're already here. They're working the computer. Oh, uh, we both have computers, I'm idiot. Oh, uh, well. Oh, 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 there it goes. Uh, uh, well, Ladies and well. gentlemen, it is Tuesday. That means another episode of the Quinstein Bears. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We kind of missed you. Yeah, kind of. Just a little bit. Not just a, a schmickle. Just a schmickle. A schmickle. A schmickle. A schmickle. A schmickle. That's a Jew word, isn't it? That is a Jewish word. Yeah, yeah. it means small and tiny. Oh, schmickle. Yeah, like a schmickle. Oh, look at that. Yeah, you're welcome. My name is CJ. If you don't know who I am, uh, you probably don't have the internet. But if you do have the internet, you've probably seen me somewhere across it. Congratulations. You have found me. <laughs> and I I am Michael, and you don't know me from anywhere because I don't have a famous anything. Nope. Well, I guess I have a podcast with somebody who's quasi-famous, so. Quasi. and Who's I, like tertiarily gay famous, so. Yeah, gamus. 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 It's like famous Amos. But... Right, like a straight person wouldn't know who your husband is, but like. That's not true. Okay, if people. I went to like someone like in like Gander Mountain. I, I mean, they would probably know. I mean, but like. Dumplin' was huge in Tennessee. People knew who Dumplin' was and, like, that whole movie. I guess. I guess. Like, you can't sit there and say that straight people don't know who drag queens are because no, they know but... who drag queens are. And I'm sure they know who Ginger is. No, I'd have a better chance at a gay event to find somebody that knows, knows you or your husband than I would at a straight person. Well, yeah, I'm sure at a gay event I'd probably find about three or four people who know who you are. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. I, I'm just well-liked and well-known. Yeah. Your name's on the bathroom stalls. Your phone number's on the bathroom stalls. I thought we were going to do you're... a podcast where we wouldn't make be a whore and be mean to me the whole time. But I'm not. I let you talk on this one. <laughs> That's fair. So, and I let you have an opinion. I do have an opinion. They're always right. Exactly. So, it's already better than the old one. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday. That means we are here. We are still queer. Uh, we are super excited because this week is our lucky 13th episode. Ooh, lucky or unlucky? Because, like, the 13th floor in Tower of Terror is, like, where the people got lost and went missing. Yeah, but 13 is my lucky number. Is it? It always has been and always will be. Yeah. Do you know who else's lucky number it is? Who? Taylor Swift's. Shocker. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say Lady Gaga. No. But that means we are going to celebrate and we're going to have fun today like we always do every single week. And we're going to talk about depression. We are going to talk about (laughs) depression. Uh, And at the end of this episode, Michael, I think we should tease our next guest because we have on our 15th episode, so that's two weeks away, that'll be the June 8th episode of Queenstein Bears. We have a very special guest, somebody that I adore, somebody that I have worked with in the past, uh, and somebody that I feel exemplifies um, talent. This individual is somebody that um, I think 
we would all gravitate towards if we ever met them. Um, I know I did when I met them, and I'm so excited. We I'll announce who that is later today. Um, I'll tease it throughout the episode, but I'll make the big announcement at the end of that. I'm so excited to talk to them. Them, yeah. I, I think we shouldn't gender them. No, I don't want to give. I don't want to give. I don't want to give it away. That's what I'm saying. Them. <laughs> but yeah, like Michael said later in the episode, we're going to talk about uh, mental health um, and all that kind of stuff. So stay tuned for that. We're so excited to talk about Grab it. Grab the I know, tissues. I know it's kind of weird that I say I'm super excited to talk about like mental health and depression and all that, but I think it's such an important thing absolutely to talk about especially in our community but before we get into that michael how was your week it was great i'm trying to brainstorm and think of what i did this week yeah didn't you leave your job i did leave my job didn't you get another job i did i got a whole new job i got a new serving job i'm still gonna serve it for the children um quit my other one because it fucking sucked it was shitty 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 bang bang she went to shitty 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 gang bang yeah it was awful um and then i went to my first ever orlando fringe festival this weekend it's so cool so if you've never been to fringe before think of like arts festival meets shakespeare in the park meets old school lawn fate from up north like it's just (laughs) like lawn fate yeah it's like this hybrid of like booze and food and theater fags and musicals and fucking and adele horror stories and adele show in a tent on the lawn it is the coolest thing i've ever been to my good friend the one and only ginger minge is in a show called arden so we've been you know, seeing that and hanging around the lawn while yeah. she's been doing her show. So I'm glad I got to introduce you to Fringe. Uh, I've been going to Fringe now since I've been with Ginger, so it's about five years now we've done the whole Fringe thing. We go at least once or twice, maybe three times a year. Um, it's usually a long week festival that they do. This time they're doing it for almost 14 days, which is incredible because we didn't get to do it last year. But this is the 30th anniversary of Orlando Fringe. It is one of the longest running Fringe um, festivals in the world. They're making up for last year. Yeah, they're making up weeks. for last year, so... If you've never been to Fringe, they have them in New York, they have them in San Francisco, they have them here in Orlando, Edinburgh. They take place all around the world. So if you have a Fringe near you, go out and support the arts. Last week, me and Michael talked about how important the arts are to our community. So if you have a chance to go out and see a Fringe show, do it. Do it. And the, tip your girls. Tip your well. Tip your performers. They can't really tip their performers. Some at the of the shows have tipping Some options. Um, but Fringe is awesome. Theater uh, tickets are really, really inexpensive to go and see a Fringe show. Uh, Fringe is a nonprofit uh, organization. I think it may not be a nonprofit, but regardless, go out and have fun. It's really fun. It's really cute. Um, I thoroughly enjoy Fringe. So other than Fringe, CJ, what did you do this weekend? Absolutely this week? nothing. I know, but I figured it I'd was ask you anyways. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. After we did. Golden Gals last week, and we talked about that last week. Um, I did nothing this week. We have a digital show coming up at the end of the month on the 29th, so I have just been getting that ready to uh, go out and show the show the world. Show the world. He's been playing Steven Spielberger. <laughs> I sure fucking haven't. Um, but other than that, you know, I've been working to get uh, the rest of TV Lane Live over at the Climate Performing Art Center, so I've been working with that. Uh, working with getting some other shows uh, situated and ready to go for the rest of this year into the beginning of next year. I, the fact that I'm already planning 2022 when 2021 isn't even remotely close to being finished fucking scares me. Because, but you're busy. Yeah, but I remember like last year... I was sitting at Gidget Galore's house the same time going, all right, we got to put on a show in the garage. And now I'm sitting there going, okay, I have to plan this world fucking tour. Let's do this. Right. So it's just kind of like a, a weird like 180 from where I was last year to where I am 
now. But I am so excited for the things that we have planned uh, for the rest of this year into next year. I already have things planned out all the way through like July of 2022. Big things are coming. Yeah. So I'm excited for it. Uh, more on that in a little bit later. But yeah, that was my week. I've been sitting in front of a computer editing green screen for the last three days. I mean, that's fair. I've been unemployed so since, well, I, le- since I left my old job. But... You but you got a new job. I did. You got a new job. Now you're still serving the children. I uh, but am. But this time it's fucking pancakes and waffles. It's pancakes and waffles so I can be done by 4 p.m. every day and have a real <laughs> life like a normal human exactly. and you left your your terrible shitty other job that you uh were fucking tired of yeah over so, it yeah. over it officially now that you no longer in. work at chewy's who the fuck cares yeah fuck chewy's yeah. oh i just kicked the table you did um uh, but yeah so it was a good week i'm excited michael we are here it is tuesday we are have we have the masses the dozens of, of fans people listen to us but someone did shout us out at the fringe festival for watching our podcast they did you know it was so weird like i'm used to walking out and getting recognized um because, like, me and Ginger have a very open, like, relationship. We are very open to the public about our relationship. People know who I am. People know we're dating. Or that we're married. Not even dating. That we're married. Um, That, you know, we post about ourselves on social media all the time. And it was so weird because we were at the beer tent. And yes. out of nowhere, this girl came up to me and was In like... In front of my ex-boyfriend. And said... Super awkward. Are you CJ? And I was like, yeah, how are you? And she wanted a photo, so I took a photo. And like Michael's like, that was weird. I was like, but it wasn't because I'm so used to that. But it is nice to be out there. It is nice for people to recognize, you know, myself and the podcast and, you know, all that. So if you are listening and you recognize us and you see us, say hi. We don't bite unless you ask us to. Exactly. And even if we do, it probably won't be out in public. So right. that's why our phone numbers are all over the place. <laughs> Garbage. You're garbage. a garbage person. You garbage people. Garbage people. Fucking garbage. garbage. You fucking prostitution whore. Engage 19 fucking times. <laughs> we like reality TV. Michael likes reality TV. That's television. fair. Michael likes makes, reality TV. Makes me watch it. Yes. You know, this week, Michael, we um, had an incredible opportunity yesterday to sit down with the people over at Room 22. Yes. Um, and discuss some amazing things that are going to be happening over at Room 22 that you and I are going to be involved in. Um, and one of those big things is on June 8th, we are doing another Room for All all-inclusive night at Room 22. Yes, and we are. you and I will be there again. Come out and have some fun with us. Yeah, come on out. We're going to have some fun. Last time we were there, Michael got spanked. I stripped on a stripper pole. Um, couldn't feel my thighs for three days. Uh, Michael had red marks on his ass for a about a week and a half. But I usually do. <laughs> right. Um, Room 22 has some of the hottest bartenders you will ever see in your entire life. It's a lot of fun. We give away shots all night, free champagne, all that kind of stuff. And if you're lucky, we'll give you a shot out of our bottle. Yeah. So come hang out with us. It is a lot of fun. That's going to be on June 8th from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. at Room 22 in downtown Orlando. Check out our socials, mine, Michael's, or the podcast for all of that information. Stay tuned for some awesome things coming with Room 22. We promise you a lot of fun. At least I promise you a lot of fun. I promise you a lot of fun, too. You haven't seen (laughs) nothing like this, Orlando. Right. It's just, it's really fun fun um especially in june with it being pride month not in orlando but in the rest of the world uh june is pride month so we'll be celebrating some cool things there and who knows michael maybe we'll do a giveaway uh for some uh Quarantine bears merch maybe we can maybe you let them hang out in the vip with us if they're real lucky yeah and we're gonna announce a very super special giveaway that we're gonna do Ooh. i'm so excited michael has no idea because i didn't tell him nope so, but it'll be fun so we're going to go to a commercial. I think we should go have a cocktail. I'm already drinking. It's he's, fun. He's drinking. I'm it's drinking Coke. Be good. Let's do this. Commercial break. Talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping, spectacular, never the same, totally unique, completely not ever been done before, unafraid to reference or not reference, put it in a blender, shit on it, vomit on it, eat it, give birth to it. We're in Steam Bears, the podcast. <laughs> Thank you.
And it's another day and another sleigh with RuPaul's Drag Race Kangaroo Edition. Not Kangaroo Edition, Molly. Down Under Kangaroo Edition. Now it's off to the races. So we're four episodes in and I could still care less about anybody on the show. Yeah. I mean, I like Karen. Yeah, I think she's a front runner right now, especially since Art's... Oh, wait, no, Art came back. Just kidding. Art's back, everybody. Surprise, surprise, surprise. She showed up in a heap of garbage. And Spoiler Alice... alert. Spoiler alert. Just like Shangela, the other garbage showed up, Art Simone. Wow. I can't stand her. I don't know why you can't stand her. Art or Shangela? Both. Fair. Well, I can't stand Shangela because she's obnoxious. You saw the whole thing with Wes Hollywood and Shangela? Uh, yes, I did. I saw her being obnoxious in my friend's Snapchats. Oh, my friend. What? He was at the event with Gaga. He was at the fucking Born This Way party at the Abbey in WeHo. And Shangela was acting obnoxious trying to get Gaga's attention. Girl, you're already friends with her. Cut it out. Anyways. Damn. Back to the yeah, Australia the land. Episode, they did the recycled episode with the Queen's had to. Uh, Is that what they're calling it now? Recy- recycled? Yeah. It's not they- Dragon a Dime? No, it was recycled. They put they were put to their paces, had to do a sewing challenge to showcase their best thrip flip. Or as they say in Australia, upcycle. Upcycle in the Auckland. Auckland's not Australia, right? Auckland is New Zealand. Same thing. But close enough. I mean it's, it's Kangaroo Town. It's New Zealand and Australia. I <sighs> It was an okay episode. Um, I it was more entertaining than the episode beforehand. That is very true, and I always appreciate the Dragon and Dime challenges or like the you know, the make shit from this garbage pile challenges because it shows how creative the queens can really be and, yeah, it, and I, I mean, think it separates I don't I hate using this term the, the men for the boys but like that's a very offensive term to use but there's no like yeah I mean equated seen, term to that have you seen their outfits they all look like they were dragging a time to begin with when they got there ooh she said it sis you have to be careful I what you what say I said. I said what I said your husband is a drag race superstar you don't want to get back yeah he's not six people under, that look, so it's fine that's fair <laughs> and then we saw the return of Art Simone whoopie fucking do uh, she's a cunt yeah and then it was Anita Wiglet versus Karen from Finance. Karen from Finance. I'm yeah. sad. Karen is my favorite, and I don't like seeing my favorites in the bottom. Yeah, I am the only bottom. Didn't your favorite in UK go home? Listen here. My favorite in UK was robbed. Oh, okay, I'm sure she was. Ahora was robbed. She yeah. should have won UK. And she should not have won UK. She's like Katya. Katya should not have won season seven. Nobody cared about fucking Katya until the end of the season, and then all of a sudden everyone was like, Katya's the fish. Katya's no, we all we all no, we all know who should have won season seven. But we're not gonna pour salt in old wounds. Yeah, here. Pearl should have won. Shut the Hashtag fuck up. Team Pearl. Team Pearl. Um, but I my whole thing is I don't think Scarlett should have won that fucking challenge. No, Maxi should have won. As much as I like, I'm not a huge Maxi fan. However, Maxi should have won. Her Maxi should have won. Her outfit was fantastic. I didn't like her hair, but like her at the end of the day, was fantastic. She got amazing critiques. She should have fucking won that challenge. It looked and it like just shows you that fucking Drag Race is fat phobic, fat phobic and not letting the big girl win because they need to push the agenda of this fucking skinny white. Well, they let Lawrence skinny. win, so yeah, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, they let one fat girl win at a 400 season of Drag Race, and they're gonna push the agenda of this white skinny bitch who's a fucking problematic cunt go further in the competition who scarlet yes yeah i but i think next week they're gonna it's gonna come to a head i think scarlet goes home next week as what i'm guessing by like the way that the like teaser is edited because it was that before she you doesn't. go when Spoiler you, alert. she doesn't oh she doesn't well because no. like before you go we need to talk about something so i'm assuming they're gonna talk to her about being a racist she doesn't spoiler for next week i just i it's just ridiculous. Like, I think yeah. Maxie should have won simply because she pushed and she listened to critiques and she did something out of her comfort zone and she made that fucking outfit out jumpsuity thing. Non-stretch like... fabric. Meanwhile, Scarlet goes out there with the same silhouette and just some fucking plaid. Shorts and fucking plaid and shorts. It's fucking ridiculous. But I digress. She won. Congratulations. No one fucking cares about you. And then next week, you know, they're marketing their... Um... Stuff for, um, for fucking vaginal yeast infections. No, it's just... It's a... <laughs> 
They're marketing their own yeast products. Down in Australia, they have... Oh, like Vegemite? Yes. Oh, it's I, I own, love Vegemite. It's their own branded of Vegemite, basically. I love Vegemite, but I like Mamite oh, yeah. better. All disgusting. It's so good. Have you ever had it? Yes. It's, it's delicious. Disgusting. It's like salty bouillon for your toast. Gross. I don't want to spread bouillon on my fucking toast. Butter and then fucking Vegemite. You're disgusting. Oh, it's so good. I want to buy some. Your entire... It, they sell to Publix. You're also a fan of Olivia Rodrigo, so... Shut the fuck That's up. She is an icon. Yeah, I'm sure she isn't. Bitch sung about driving down past someone's house. Okay, you know we're supposed to be talking way. about Drag Race. Yes, we are talking about Drag Race. I'm getting there, Michael. Okay, God, you're driving the wrong way. Let's yeah. go. Just like Down Under's driving the wrong way with crowning the wrong person. So I think I see, at this point at full fucking circle. At this point, I I think Art Simone's gonna win. I have I, a very strong feeling Art Simone's gonna win. And I have a, like I don't think you should be able to win if you're sent home and come back. Do you know who wins really about this season? Who the fans? The fans. The country of <laughs> Australia and New Zealand. They win. They win. They win. You can see how how dedicated they are. Rue is up close and personal without six right. feet of difference. Wow, presence really uh really is coming out the gate really with this one. It. So next week should be interesting. It's kind of in ketamine's wheelhouse. What? happens next week marketing yeah like just, oh she markets her club and shit markets her club she talks she's very well spoken she knows how to really like oomph it up a little bit um and i think karen will be is that, is that a scientific term oomph it up, oomph it up? yeah yeah welcome. google it um and i think karen will do well next week because she's a great actress so as much as i love karen i don't think she's long for this world of drag race down under it much oh, longer me the fuck either I thought she was going to win. So I thought she had a chance to win until Art Simone came back. And I'm like, okay, Karen has no chance now. Well, it's like Baga and Vivian. You knew Baga had no chance against Vivian. Yes, but you you knew she was going to get close and she didn't necessarily need Drag Race. Drag Race just kind of helped her. Oh, same. I, like, I, I picked my top three like literally the, as soon as they walked in. I said, it's going to be Davina, Baga, and Vivian yeah. as soon as they walked in. So I think this year, Karen is getting the Baga treatment where she doesn't necessarily need Drag Race. But Drag Race needed Karen because Karen is already so famous. Yeah, same thing. with Yeah, but you can say the same thing. But Art Simone is all. Also, you can say the same thing about ketamine. ketamine. You can say the same thing about Anita. They picked the 10 most, or however many, there's 8, 9, 10, whatever. Yeah, they like picked that. the 10 most famous queens from Australia and handpicked them. Not a single one of them auditioned. So like, Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. I do think Art is going to be a, a front runner, and I think she's going to be top three. But Michael, Unless she gets the bimini at it. Uh, I doubt that. I don't think they'll do that to her. But, Michael, I'm going to ask you this like I always do every single time we do a drag race topic, and I haven't asked you yet since the first episode. You haven't. Who's your top two? We'll do two. We'll okay, two. so my and why? My top two. I would. I'm gonna give you who I would like it to be and who I think it's gonna be. I would like it to be Karen from Finance and Art Simone. That's not gonna happen because I have a feeling Karen's gonna go home soon. Yeah, who, who, who are um, your? Pick? I think just based on the way the show's going right now, I think it's gonna be Kidamine and Art Simone are my top two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my two are gonna be Art Simone and Maxi. I think Maxie's a good chance to be there as well. I think Drag Race is pushing the big girl uh, agenda right now. The big girl thing right now. Uh, You know, especially with Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence winning. You know, they put, there was no real fat girl on the top of season. Oh, they put um, Candy. Candy Muse. Candy's a fat girl. You know, they pushed. In theory, they would have fucking pushed. They would have pushed. She wouldn't fucked up a couple seasons ago. But. You know, I just feel like Drag Race is kind of pushing the fat girl thing. So that's um, the it thing right now. It's big girls. Yeah. So I have a very strong feeling they're gonna push Maxie through simply because she's a big girl. I she's talented. Don't get me wrong, but the big girl thing definitely is a is a plus for her. <laughs> get it? Plus plus size. Um, and Art Simone simply because she came back and didn't go home. Right. But those are my top. Okay. I think those are good choices. Um, I like I said, I just think it's gonna be just based on performance and based on how they've been. I think Kidamine and Art are kind of their front runners right now. With Maxie close, close, close behind. Yeah. Just okay. based on the way she's been treated by the judges, not has anything to do with her. 
her or how she's acted or how she's been on the show. I just think the judges are kind of rose-colored glass with Art Simone and oh, Kenamine right now. 100%. 100%. But we'll see. You know, we're only in episode four. We still have another, like, six episodes to go. So we'll see. And then España starts next week. Oh, boy. We're going to have two seasons of Drag Race to talk about at the same time. I'm excited for that one that looks like a mime. Yeah, I'm excited for Spain. I, I've never really seen any kind of um, Spanish drag besides, like, you know, the whitewashed version of Valentina. I was just going to say Valentina. Like, like the American-branded Spanish. It's me, uh, Valentina. Like Valentina, Cynthia... Lee Fontaine. Yeah, but I'm excited to see kind of what they do at the end of the month. But until then, I think we need to take a break. Bring back my girls. We'll be back in a second, everybody. Bring back my <laughs> girls. <laughs> Bring back my girls. Bring back my girls. Bring back my all stars. Bring back. My squirrels. Bring back my litter. Bring back my village people. Bring me my jewels. Bring back my girls, is this? Bring back my girls. What? Bring back my girls. Bring back my girls. You're listening to We're in Spain Bears, the podcast. Like I said at the top of the show, Michael, we were going to talk about mental health in the LGBT community, um, and mainly because this month, the month of May, is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes. From May 1st to the 31st of this month, and I feel like this is such a topic that I've kind of avoided talking about all month, just because I know a lot of people suffer from it in our community, um, and I feel like it's such a good way to end the month, to kind of be like, okay, you guys made it through this month, that's incredible, congratulations. You know, Michael, a lot of us in the LGBT plus community suffer from mental health issues. I won't call them issues. Mental health obstacles. We'll call them obstacles because I don't feel like they're issues. I feel like they're obstacles because... Well, you just say that a lot of us suffer from mental illness. You know, up until uh, 1983, Michael, being gay, being homosexual was declared by the DCM as a medical illness. And it was such a huge thing when they finally took it out of all the medical journals and just kind of said, this is who people are. It's not a mental illness. Um, But, you know, we still suffer from the highest suicide rate for being gay um, and a lot of other kind of things like that. I have personally never suffered from a mental obstacle as a homosexual I've done it because of personal matters and I've suffered from depression my entire life but as somebody who has suffered from it for being bullied as part of the LGBT plus community what what's that feeling like what what, what can you kind of describe to people who may not necessarily have the same feelings? So I'll start off with I'm diagnosed with bipolar. So that, you know, means you when you're feeling good, you're high, high, high. And when you're feeling sad, you're at the lowest of your lows. It's something that I've struggled with my whole entire life. And until I got a diagnosis, it never really, things never really clicked on why I could go from being, you know, so happy to being so sad so quickly. Um, I do suffer from PTSD from a lot of stuff that did happen uh, in my childhood, uh, as well as the bullying I faced in high school. It's been a, it's been a struggle most of my adult life to kind of comprehend and kind of realize that there's not something wrong with me and it's a mental imbalance in my brain. You mean a chemical imbalance? Yeah, a chemical imbalance in my brain. That's kind of been the biggest struggle for me is kind of being able to compartmentalize that there's nothing wrong with me. It's not my fault. That's kind of been the hardest or like the most challenging part of it. Yeah, and I think, you know... From somebody who a couple years ago wanted to kill themselves based off of, you know, a severe depression that I was in. I get where you're coming from that, you know, it's not necessarily you as a person. It's just your brain kind of going, okay, something's wrong with me. Uh, 
let me go a little haywire here. What helps you kind of reel back and really just kind of, in a, in a layman's terms, make yourself zen? Kind of like control yourself and get yourself back to balance. So we'll start at the beginning. So for the longest time, it was, I don't want, this is triggering, so I don't want to like recommend this. or like Trigger warning for anybody who war- may right. be triggered by any kind of mental <laughs> mental health conversations. This, this topic is going to be very open, very raw. If you are triggered by any kind of mental health conversation, we highly recommend skipping this one episode of yes. ours. Please. Um, so unhealthily for the longest time, self-harm was my coping mechanism. <clears throat> I didn't cut myself, I burned myself until I got older and learned, you know, healthier coping mechanisms. That was what I kind of defaulted to. Like drinking? Uh no, not like <laughs> drinking. I'm not trying to make it a joke. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to lighten the mood. No, um, my coping mechanism is most likely is or is, is essentially either surrounding myself with people that I love and you know that make me happy, or you know, kind of try to sleep it off, or go in my room and like just put on some like angry music and just like get it out. And let it out like those are my like yeah i mean i think that's how a lot of people cope with and try to get themselves back to like that that moment of zen they get it all out of their body and they kind of but for me it's it's weird because i can hit that depressive state for like a little bit and then i can like rationalize in my brain now okay nothing's actually wrong snap out of it you're fine and then i can be fine like you've seen me snap in and out of it before so yeah like, absolutely I, I really think it shows you as a person that you know how to get yourself back to that zen moment and get yourself back to the this is gonna sound bad and it does not mean to sound bad but it's the easiest way to say it back to your normal every the michael that everybody knows yeah and i think that you know anybody who's listening if you yourself can go into a room and kind of zen yourself that just shows that you are a strong person it shows that you know how to control your own mental health obstacles you know how to overcome them by yourself which is amazing and it's a, and it's a struggle day it's not something that you know I healed from overnight or something that I you know was able to cope with immediately I've backslid many times I've like kind of fallen back into those same patterns of you know non-suicidal self-harm and you know as my coping mechanism because when you're in that state you don't feel like you can control anything and hurting yourself or like harming yourself is kind of your only way to like grasp control on the situation so like that's kind of where I am in that mindset when I get into those like you know those boxes in my head but also i feel like unpacking those boxes and getting it out in the open and just having that little bit of low putting yourself in that low position and putting yourself down to kind of like the ground and next to almost nothing makes you appreciate and makes you a stronger person later in life absolutely and it unpacking the boxes is the thing that's taken me the longest and things that i'm still not completely complete with or still there's still a lot of boxes that i have left to unpack it's just a consistent, like, daily thing of, okay, I need to face this head on because if I continue to box it up and I continue to put it in the back of my brain, it's going to just continue to pile up and pile up and pile up and then eventually I'm going to collapse and eventually it's going to overtake. But I feel like that's how you should handle the things. It shouldn't be all at once because if it's all at once, you you overload yourself and you, right. you don't really come back from something like that. But I feel like if you unpack one box a month and you kind of face that one obstacle, or at least one of your obstacles at a time, you can grow and understand it a lot more than going, Okay, I'm going to unpack these eight boxes at once and and hope for the best. Right, and that's why I'm such a big proponent of therapy. I think therapy is the most helpful when you are in these mental health crises and these mental health situations. I am on medication because it helps; it like takes the edge off, so to speak. Yeah. But when I started, like when I started really, really suffering badly for mental health, kind of medicine was my last resort, and I wanted to kind of work through coping mechanisms and you know work through the therapy aspect before I even approached going on uh, medication. I'm one of those interesting people who believe that psychologists 
scientists and medicine help, but they aren't the end all be all. I feel like they're there to increase and help people temporarily. I feel like if you pop a pill, it's not gonna be a miracle drug. It's not gonna automatically take away what you're feeling or how you're feeling. I think it's gonna put a block on it for that moment. But I feel like talking about it and getting it out there and doing things that quote unquote distract you from the way you're feeling are what really kind of help. And I mean, I talk from somebody from experience with that. I never went on pills. I never went on any kind of medication. I never talked to anybody when I was going through my severe depression a couple of years ago where I almost jumped off a bridge and killed myself. I surrounded myself and did things that kind of distracted me from it and really kind of just really just went out there and went to Disney, went to Universal, went out with friends and, and made sure that I wasn't alone for an extended period right. of time. And that kind of, that I, I shouldn't say kind of, that is what got me through what I went through. Right. And I've always been a big believer in that medication is a piece of the puzzle. So mental illness is not a black or white thing. Oh, every no, every piece of healing and every coping manner and mechanism and style that there is is like a piece of the puzzle. So your therapy is one piece. Your medication is one piece. Your support system is another piece. And you can't overcome or you can't you know face those demons unless every single piece is put together and you have that forefront in front of you to kind of you know challenge and face and kind of overcome everything with. We as a community, as an LGBT plus community, we have the highest rate of suicide. And I think that's kind of alarming, you know, in this day and age because we have such a huge support system out there for us. We have each other. We're no longer kind of hidden away from the world. And if you're listening to this and you have ever felt the need to end your life because of who you are, don't. I know that it's easier said than done, but understand that there are a lot of people out there that will listen to you, that will do what they can to help you. And if at any point you feel like there's no one else out there, we highly recommend calling the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. It is 1-800-273-8255. If you ever feel that you are going to do something to hurt yourself, we need you to call that line. If for whatever reason you don't want to talk to a stranger, I know me and Michael are as strange as they come, but our DMs are always open to listen and to talk and to do what we can to help you. But again, we highly, highly encourage if you ever feel the need to hurt yourself, please call the National Suicide Hotline. It is, they are there to help. You can even text them too. Um, so they have a texting option now, which makes it so much easier and so much more approachable for people that are afraid to speak. And as someone who's been in that place before and attempted to take their own life it's it's something that i don't like talk about too frequently but things do get better um i spent a lot of my life feeling like i'm not good enough and things do get better and with the uh, with the suicide prevention hotline they also have a network that will give you referrals to crisis counseling uh, and mental health professionals who will help you on a local level as well it's not just for people who want to hurt themselves uh, but it's also a really good network to find somebody to help you on a local level for you to go and talk to you and if they feel that you need to be put on medication for whatever you're suffering from, they are there to help you. Oh, what, I have one more question to ask you, Mike. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I've seen it a lot between you and a lot of other people that I love and that I'm very close to. There are, there are, there are great days. There are days where you're higher than the mountaintop and there are days where you're lower than the bottom of the ocean. What can you tell the people listening is one, I wouldn't say lesson, one kind of like word of advice that you have been given 
given over the course of suffering from this that kind of got you through it to to kind of do what you had to do? So the one thing that always kind of gets me through when I'm on those low days that the low of my low, you're worth more than your low days. There, you're going to have so many more high days ahead of you that those couple low days that you feel aren't going to last forever. Um, I, I go through stretches of four or five, six days where I feel like, you know, I'm not going to make it out. I'm not going to be able to get my head above the water. And then, you know, I relax. I fall back on my support system. I talk it out. And then I realize, you know, things aren't as bad as they seem and things are going to get better. Don't ever be afraid to be vulnerable with your support system and don't ever be afraid to, you know, speak on what you're really feeling because that is going to be the most therapeutic thing for you. Your your support system is going to be your most like invaluable thing that you have around you. Yeah, I agree 100%. One of the sayings that I have kind of promoted since I've heard it a couple years ago um, is that God gave you this life because he knows you're strong enough to live it. And I don't necessarily believe in one singular God, like, you know, mainstream religion has kind of promoted over the last couple of years, is I believe that there is somebody up there, an entity that is, yes, watching over me. They put me on this earth because they knew that I had this life and that I was able to live it with every obstacle that is thrown at me. And I believe the same for anybody listening. If you are still here, if you woke up in the morning, there's a reason. Go out there and spread happiness, spread love, spread your legs, spread, <laughs> spread whatever you can to make sure that you are living your life to the absolute fullest. There is no such thing as a bad day, just a bad moment. If you allow a moment to make your day bad, don't. Sit back and really think about, did that two-second thing really have to impact my entire day? Or was it just that? Was it just two seconds? I'm a firm believer that there are bad moments, not bad days. And my big thing is like a lot of my spirals or a lot of my, you know, backpedals into that dark state is from flashbacks or memories or things that kind of like remind me of what happened in my life previously. And that is the biggest struggle to me is kind of overcoming those Yeah, but I feel like those back I, pedals. And I tell you this all the time. Those things have happened. Yes, they are traumatic and they suck, but they have made you who you are today. And right. you are one of the most amazing people that I've ever met in my life. You are one of the strongest, most caring people I've ever met in my life. And I feel like if you did not have those past things, that wouldn't be the person that is sitting across right. from you in this podcast today. And it's not saying that it wouldn't be, but I feel like those moments that have happened to you have kind of made you the awesome Michael that you are today. And without those moments, who knows? And yes, those moments are traumatic and they suck. But again, without those moments, you're not who you are today. No, exactly. And who you are today is amazing. So anybody who's listening, I think you just take those traumatic experiences and those moments that kind of makes you want to go, Ugh, and learn from them and grow from them and understand that it has happened. It is part of your being and make the most of it. Make the, go out there and just fucking hug somebody for God's sake. I'm going on 10 plus years of therapy and mental health counseling and help like that. And it's every day it gets a little bit easier to deal with. But for, like for so long in my life, I, I went through that mindset of like, I'm not good enough or like, I'm never going to, I'm like, I'm not good enough for anybody or I'm not, I'm broken. Who's going to want you or, you know, that you never feel like you're going to live up to what people expect from you or, what you know society says you should be or you just feel like damaged goods a lot of the time and don't let those things you know dictate your life because if someone would told me where I would be in my life now it's 10 years ago I wouldn't have believed them I wouldn't believe that I would have been generally happy all the time so just reach out if you need any help please reach out to me reach out to CJ because we're here to help you I am a very firm believer. I'm going to try to not cry during this yeah, whole fucking episode. <laughs> no, cry, Michael. I mean, crying is good for the soul. It's the weakness leaving your body. I understand that, but it doesn't sound cute on an audio recording. That's so fun. It makes it sound real and raw and all that fun. Me and Michael are not licensed psychologists. We are not like licensed mental obstacle uh, people. 
So if for whatever reason you feel like you need help, like I said, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. And one of us can put you in direction with someone or yeah. a support system somewhere um, that can kind of get you help. And that number is 1-800-273-8255. They have so many different options. Uh, they have, if for whatever reason you're deaf or hard of hearing, if you have suffered a loss, if you are under the age of 18... Um, if you have suffered, you know, a national disaster, um, or even if you've attempted suicide before and you have come at the other end and you need somebody to talk to about the experience, please call them, talk to them. That is what they're here for. Um, I'm a huge advocate for, for the, the hotline. It saves thousands of lives a year. So, I mean, I've called it before and it's, yeah. it's part of the reason why I'm still here. Um, and if you have a support system at home in front of you, friends, family, relatives, anything like that, reach out to them. The, the most, the biggest help you can get is starting a conversation if you keep it bottled in no one will ever know and you can't get the help so talk to somebody let somebody know somebody close to you somebody you trust uh, because then they can they can help and that's the hardest thing for me is i try to bottle things up because i don't like to look weak and i don't like to look yeah i think that's how we all are i don't want to be vulnerable i don't like to be vulnerable because of my mental illnesses it's the reason i'm so guarded and the reason i put up so many walls because i'm afraid to let people in and i'm afraid to you know kind of rip them down and be vulnerable with people and that's been the biggest thing that i've had to learn is don't shut people out don't put walls up your friends and your family and your loved ones are here to help you and your support system is here for you don't shut them out and don't put those walls up be vulnerable and you know really open up to them because they're going to be the ones at the end of the day that are going to be able to mellow you and ground you back out exactly exactly i may sit here and 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 sound insensitive to a lot of what i was saying today and that's not the case and i don't mean to um i just rely so heavily on comedy and so heavily on always trying to be the smartest person in the room so if anything i said today may have come off as insensitive i apologize that is not the case i just don't know how to kind of phrase these kind of things he likes to pretend to be an asshole but he's really sweet underneath. yeah i guess but without saying michael what's up let's go to a commercial we'll do it tonight i want you to forget all of your insecurities I want you to reject anyone or anything that's ever made you feel like you don't belong or don't fit in or made you feel like you're not good enough or pretty enough or thin enough or can't sing well enough or dance well enough or write a song well enough or like you'll never win a Grammy or you'll never sell out fantasy You're listening to We're in Scene Bears, the podcast. And we're back, homos. Hailing from New York City. Neither of us. I don't know where I was going there. Uh, Michael, like I said at the top of the show, we have a special guest in two weeks. Who is it? I don't have any idea. Just kidding, I do. <laughs> they are probably one of the funniest people I've ever met. Uh, they are absolutely gorgeous. I had the honor and privilege of working with them January of 2020 at Women Behind Bars. She is an icon. Okay, she impersonates an icon. She's the one, the only, the number one Marilyn Monroe impersonator in the entire world. The Marilyn Monroe state uses her for anything that Marilyn um is being per, like done as done in she so, like, she, uh, she got to wear the outfits right she did she got to wear the seven one year itch outfit uh she got to wear a lot of those outfits she has done super bowl commercials as marilyn monroe she's done national television as marilyn monroe uh the one the only the absolutely gorgeous Susie kennedy will be with us in two weeks on june 
I'm excited to talk to her. You've talked her up so much. I'm so excited to meet her. So I am. Uh, she is the one of the funniest people. If you don't know who Susie Kennedy is, I highly recommend going to YouTube right now, typing in Susie Kennedy on uh, Britain's Got Talent and watching her do her thing. I love her. She is so funny, so talented. I'm so excited to talk to her in two weeks. Also, I teased that we are going to be doing a giveaway. Bow, 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 bow. So, starting next week uh, on our June 1st episode, me and Michael are going to start a mystery phrase contest that we're going to give away. Kind of like catchphrase, but really gay. Yeah. So, somewhere in the episode, me and Michael will say our secret phrase. Then you will go to QueerensteinBearsPodcast.com. Hit the button that says secret code and put that code in for a chance to win an amazing prize. I will not tell you what that prize is yet. I will tell you next week. I'll tell you that it's not a million dollars. I will tell you that. Um, but we will reveal all of that next week on our June 1st episode, which also happens to be our gay pride episode, Michael. Ooh, it's going to be real gay. Real gay. Michael, I think it's time for the children. To get real with them? To bear with us. To bear with us. <laughs> Get real with us. What? Bear with me for a moment, Michael. If you are an actor in the Orlando area and you feel the need to bring others down because you are some kind of asshole, uh, don't do that. We are such a close-knit community. There's no reason to bring others down just for you to feel successful at something in life. Support and celebrate everybody. We are one fucking community, and without this community, a lot of people wouldn't have jobs. So go out there, spread love, happiness, and support each other. Fuck what you heard. That's what I'm going to say. I said what I said. Mic drop. Come on, Tom. Misha. You're welcome. Bear with me, CJ. If you are somebody's friend and you want to use their mental shortcomings or their mental illness and their bad days against them, do better. That is never appropriate. That is never okay. You don't know the silent battles people struggle with in their mind and how dare you use something like that against somebody if you're really their friend. Damn. It was appropriate. Damn, we felt that over here. I did too. <laughs> I did too. Oof. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you follow us across all socials. That's Quarantine Bears Podcast on every kind of social media or our website, QuarantineBearsPodcast.com. Scroll to the bottom, subscribe to our newsletter. You can listen to all of our past episodes on there as well. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Google Podcasts. And that's it. And that's it. Most importantly, you can listen to us on our website. That's where we like people to go. If you like my voice, you can follow me on social media at the C-E-E underscore J-A-Y. I usually post myself half naked, so if you like bears, you'll love me. And if you like artsy photos with sad Lana Del Rey quotes, you can follow me at, at Mike Burlow on Instagram and Twitter. Until next Tuesday, Michael, sing us out. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Michael's here. CJ's here. See you you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Experience Bears, the podcast.